Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Welcome, everybody, into another episode of the NFL Box Podcast, and happy Wednesday. I guess Thursday when you'll be hearing this, but uh, it is Wednesday night. Jake Shavink here. Nate Williamson also here. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Indeed. Um, so, yeah, coming at you guys um, for episode two of this week. Nate, one week from, I guess, when the people will be hearing this, the Combine will be starting. That it will. And it should be fun. And we will be in Indianapolis on Saturday, ideally. Yes, I believe so. We will be in, in Indy on Saturday, so, you know, I whoever's going to be there. in the morning, so I am all good. Yeah, so whoever's going to be in Indy on Saturday, you know. Hit us up. Hit us up, or we'll hit you up. I'll buy you beer. If you're more famous If you listen us. to our yes. podcast, I'll buy you a beer. There you go. I'll do the same. Um, so you get two. So two free beers. Wild. That's a pretty decent deal. I would considering how expensive some of it is. True. Um, yeah, so Combine coming up. We're going to do some preview shows next week. Um, probably be our two episodes before the Combine starts. But tonight, we are going to do something fun. We're going to be fixing another NFL team uh, in free agency and the draft. It's going to be the Minnesota Vikings. Shout out to uh, at NFL Zach for this one. Does some great work at the Dynasty Draft Room. So yeah, he he has said fix this Viking team that's in cap space uh, dutyville. Um, let's call it that. So we'll start there, but we'll finish there really. But we're gonna start with uh, Nate. There's something going on with the uh, top pick. You want to talk about it? There's something going on with the top pick, and what we thought was a lock, we're not really sure anymore. And Joe Burrow says in his words. He's got the leverage. He knows what his powers are. He knows he can pull that Eli Manning. He knows he can demand to play for the New Orleans Saints. But, you know, that's fine. Uh, I don't know. It just all seems like maybe this is being blown out of proportion because he hasn't, though he hasn't said, okay, I am a lock to play for the Bengals, he also hasn't said, like, hey, I'm not going to play for you. Like, that hasn't happened yet. So I don't know. I don't, it's odd. Yeah, he hasn't explicitly said, you know, I, I want to be a Bengal or I don't want to be a Bengal. Right. He's sitting in that, he's sitting on the fence. Right. And he's kind of so. smart in a way because, I mean, yeah, he does have the ability. Like it, and he just doesn't strike me as that kind of person. So it's a little surprising. Yeah, I feel But then like, again, neither did Eli Manning. So, I mean. I, I feel like he might just be like, understanding the draft process and that the combine can blow things out of proportion. Yeah. So can pro days, the interviews come up and, and, and teams find their guy and, and maybe Burrow's just playing the, I don't know card at this point, which we don't know. So true. He could be playing that angle, but I, I would feel like at this point, maybe after the combine, we'll have a better gauge of it because there'll be a lot of, you know, NFL personnel meeting again in in a setting where, where all the draft prospects, at least the top, I don't know how many are at the combine. I can't remember the number, but all those guys coming to town and, and, you know, media will be there and we'll get a lot of nuggets. 
Yeah, it'll be interesting. I'm excited to see kind of how that unfolds. Because even Joe said himself, like, the combine changes things, so. He is absolutely right. So, yeah, so Joe Burrow, maybe not a lock to the Bengals just yet. We'll find out soon. I feel like Nate, you have to talk about, you have to start this off too, because this is your team. This is a big development, but something we kind of felt like was going to happen. Yeah, and Drew Brees coming back to the Saints. I just, as a Saints fan, I really think that Drew should retire with the Saints. I, it, it just makes sense. And him coming back for at least one more year. And, you know, it's tough to let Teddy walk, but chances are Teddy was probably, if he's going to demand, quote-unquote, $30 million, like if that's what the market is going to get up to for him, they weren't going to hold on to him anyway. There was no way. That's a large number. But I still think... They could go quarterback in this early on in this draft. They have I, that kind of luxury. Yeah, I think their team is solid. And now, if we're coming to a point where, you know, the Saints are seriously inquiring about someone like Darius Slay, who can really bring that secondary together, and you're talking about a team that doesn't have a ton of holes. So it'll be interesting. I still feel like the Saints are going to have – because is Andres Pete a free agent? Yes. Yeah, so that's one area maybe a concern a bit at guard. I am big on the Tooney. If if they can hit him in the free agency, I think they're a Super Bowl team. Joe Tooney? Yeah. I think Tooney's going to get hefty amount. Yeah, which is going to be the tough part. He's going to get a hefty sum. Take a pay so cut. He's, yeah, yeah, take a pay cut to win. Why not? You know? We don't know what Drew's um, salary is going to look like either. He might See, that's the other cut. thing. And Mickey like, Loomis is a cap wizard. So that's another thing. We're going to see. The, the Breeze cap has always been very big. Yeah. But, but they've been able to work around it. Yeah, and if it's enough. his last year, you never know. Like, we've yeah, seen maybe it before. Drew's. Maybe Drew's like, you know what, just give me $10 million and let's go build this thing into a winner and, and, and ride out on top. And let's go do it. Let's ride off that into the sunset. That would be amazing. And he seems like the kind of guy that would do that. I think so. At this point, I mean, my goodness. Why not? I he's got to have made so much freaking in. money. Yeah, and I guarantee he's going to be doing TV when he's done. Oh, absolutely. In so, some way. He could even be in a coaching position for the Saints or something similar. Yeah, so... Yeah, I I think it'd be cool for him to take a discount. Obviously, he doesn't. I mean, he doesn't owe the city anything to Drew take. Drew Brees' net worth estimate is a hundred million dollars. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't so. owe. I I. It's always a struggle with this because he doesn't like owe New Orleans. No, no, anything they to take would, a no, lower salary. No one would ever tell him that. Right, like, he's got the records. He's got a ring. Like he's done so much for them. So, but if he does do it. They're looking at someone like Slay, maybe even Tooney, like you said. They're, they're going to be guys that they can bring in to really make the run, and it could be fun. So, But like you said, Teddy, it's interesting. I don't know where he's going to end up. I don't either. I don't. Anybody who lists Miami, I feel like it doesn't understand. Yeah. Because what well, Miami's going to do one of two things. One, they're, if they're taking a quarterback at five... They have Fitzpatrick there. Mm-hmm. They have the familiarity with him as, again, if they have Tua, it's, it's a guy who, you know, maybe starts five, six games before Tua is right. fully ready to go. Right. And he's already established there, and the locker room loves him. Like, why are you going to pay a guy $30 million a year? Yeah, to come in and be a newcomer for one year. And then be a bridge. Two. It's like, it just that just doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't make sense. But honestly... The thing is, you're also not necessarily trying to win. And that sounds really bad. But you probably wouldn't mind finishing a little bit lower than you would. Maybe Teddy comes in, wins some huh. games, and you're drafting in the top 15. and Or you're drafting in the bottom 15, excuse me. And all of a sudden, you're like, oh, well, how are we going to add pieces around our young quarterback if you drafted Tua? Like, it... it this sounds bad, but from a future standpoint, the Dolphins aren't going to win the Super Bowl this year no matter who they bring in. Yeah. So it's kind of – and I'm just the kind of person that says, if you're not competing, go build. So I don't know. I'm a little different, but 
I fans would don't... hate me. Fans would absolutely hate me if I was a GM. <laughs> yeah, I just think Teddy's gonna go to a place where he feels like they want him to be the guy. Yeah. And Not right now, if he wants to be a bridge, he could just yeah. Right now, I'm like trying to piece together like a few teams that would actually do this, and they're all in the AFC. So, I mean, again, I I feel like the Titans are going to bring back Tannehill or potentially Brady. Who knows? Again, I think you have Las Vegas. I think you have the Chargers and potentially the Colts. Yeah. And that's what you're looking at for Teddy at this point. But not Vegas because Brady's going there. If Yeah, if they get Brady, then obviously they're out. Brady's going to Vegas. And then potentially New England becomes a suitor for... Teddy Bridgewater. He would fit pretty well there. I think he'd be, yeah. I think that would be pretty He's good got spot too much for personality him. for Belichick. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know, McDaniels gets a little riled up sometimes. Yeah, I know. So, I'm just making yeah, fun. Yeah, I know. I got you. I got you. I That would be interesting. Teddy Bridgewater in New England. Interesting. Stop and think about, you know. All right, what's up next? Oh, yes. Should we talk about this third one, or should we wait until we talk about the Vikings? Let's just wait. Okay, we'll wait on that one. And everyone probably knows what it is now. Yeah, I mean, everybody probably does. So we'll wait on that, because it just ties in well. Yeah, it's Um, a nice segue. So I saw this today. I'm sure you did, too. Yeah, I did. I'm sure the entire draft World. world saw this today. Mel Kuyper said he believes 25 to 30 wide receivers will be drafted in the first three rounds in April. That is an astronomically big number. And so, like, think about it. Like, if you get 30, that's averaging 10 per round. Mm-hmm. And there's no way 10 are going in the first. No way. Five? Yeah, no. You think five is a reasonable number? Um... Yeah, five to Maybe. seven. Yeah. So let's, okay. Which would six. be a seven let's, would be a lot, Let's say six. Like, let's say six then. Yeah. You go six. And then the second round, uh, when it comes to guys that I can think of off the top of my head that would probably go in the second round, him, 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 him. Maybe another six, seven. Like you're not even halfway to 30. Yeah. It's like not a I am just great situation. I am floor like I think the record for most in the first three is sixteen. Yikes. If I have that right, it's fifteen or sixteen. Like that's the record. Yeah. And so Kuiper saying that I don't know what how we're supposed to take that. If I I don't know about you, you can toss your number out there right now as we sit here, two months before the draft. My number is eighteen. Ooh. That's what I'm going with. I'm saying 18 in the first three rounds, which would still be A, the record, and B, that's a lot. Hmm. That is my... I'm going to go 18. I think that's a round or reasonable number. Uh, I might take it a little bit lower than that okay. and go to the 16 range. Okay, so you think 16. What do you yeah. think the ceiling is? Is that the ceiling to you, or is that just more of so what you believe? That's more like what actually... I think the number will come out okay. to. Okay. Because we've got to think some guys are going to be either very, very late round or UDFAs. Like well, it's going to happen. Yeah, and the combine is going to weed out some bad athletes. Yeah, no doubt. There, there may be some guys who are like, you know, the fringe third round that people are talking about that test horribly. Right. And then they're out of there. Like, they're not going to be a top three round pick. So, I I think the ceiling is for sure 20. Yeah, that's what I was going There's with, no actually. way it's going over that. <laughs> but, no. And we, I, yeah. Again, that's – and it's bad to say because we're talking absolutes now before the draft, <laughs> which is never a good idea. But it just, it's just so hard absolutes. to fathom. So hard to fathom. Yeah, I agree. Over 20. Goodness, that's so many. Um, yeah, so 18 for me, 16 for Nate. I think those are good numbers to, to watch. That's something we're going to be watching now. Mm-hmm. 
after Kuiper said that. So it's gonna be like taking tally marks on the whiteboard behind us when we do our live stream. I mean, yeah, now that's yeah, with a live show, we're having a whiteboard counter for receivers. The Mel Kuiper receiver counter. Yep. On the show. Here we Thanks, Mel. Appreciate Thanks, you. Thanks, Mel. Thanks for the idea, bud. Appreciate you. Okay. Yeah. Um, let's see. What else? Oh man, this is a this is gonna be like a huge discussion. All right, we got to try and keep this short. We're going to keep this short. But I think it's something important. So, new proposed CBA that would go into effect in 2021. Obviously, something we haven't experienced in a while is putting this together because they signed that 10-year CBA back in 2011. Right. Um, it's been a while. But here we are. This needs to get done. Don't want to see a lockout into preseason. No, please, God. Um, I mean, actually... <laughs> preseason games less injuries <laughs> no but they got to get to camp get conditioned there's no doubt you got to have mini camps all that stuff yeah otherwise you get um, more injuries when you get into right, the game right yes selfishly i don't want more preseason games but so this new proposed cba is saying it would like seven playoff teams per conference meaning the one seed would be the only seed that gets a bye right and then potentially a 17-game season. Sounds like it'll be eight home games, eight road games, and a neutral site. And a everybody neutral will get a for neutral everybody. Site, which is Which I've said, I've heard that they're experimenting with places like Notre Dame, Alabama, right. even like Toronto and Oklahoma City. I'm sure Toronto will be one. I, Mexico City will probably get a couple of them. Yeah, because they do you well know. there. I really like the games right. in Mexico City because it's not Mex- that far out I'm away. actually... I'm fine with Mexico City. I, just I would rather can't Mexico stand team than London. London. <laughs> London gives me a headache. London is a logistical nightmare unless you have multiple teams in Europe. I just don't even want to think about it. Really, I, that that just unlikely. that just it. Talking about London pisses me off and gives me a headache. <laughs> to think about someone being stationed there, I it, I'm already getting angry. But okay. Initial thoughts, Nate, on seven playoff teams. I really don't think it's necessary. I think some benefits that I don't know if everybody's thinking about is more playoff bonuses are being paid off, and I think that's why a lot of players like it. Also, I I guess it gives you a big chance. I mean, it's another chance. So if you stumble just a little bit and hit a rough spot as a team or you deal with a lot of injuries, you get that extra chance. But honestly, I think we're fine the way we are. I think we have good competitive games pretty much the whole way through. And I don't know if I can say that with some of the matchups we'd get if we expanded it. Yeah, so I think I think the biggest thing, like you said, so the matchups we would have seen in the first round would have been had this bad. gone into effect, we would have seen the Steelers go to Kansas City. Good grief! That would have been so how ugly. quick is that game over? And how many needless injuries are there? Like, like I get it. The Steelers' defense is good. They had a good year. But you can't keep down Mahomes, and the Chiefs' defense played a lot better, and you're trusting Duck Hodges and Mason, or Mason Rudolph in a playoff game. I'm saying no. The other one would be Rams-Packers. And, yeah, maybe the Packers, you know, overachieved. But yeah. their D-line's really good, and McVay's hard-headed. And that offensive line was bad. Green Bay would have won in the trenches big time, and I, I don't think that would have been that close either. Personally, yeah, I'm not especially in Lambo is the other thing for them. So yeah, I think it's needless. I think that's really yeah. All if any, if I had to, if I said which one of these things is worse, even though the 17 game season bothers me because it's an odd number, mm-hmm. the playoff teams is just it's silly. I mean, it's just and a like, money grab. Ultimately, it's a couple more games. They can pull in some more money. Right. And two more playoff games. I know I'm going to watch weekend. it. I know you'll watch. I mean, what? Well, yeah. So I that it. it's is more football. Good job. They've kind of forced your hand. But like, yeah, I I get it. But it's like the buys. It was like huge now to get a buy. Like we were one or two seed, and now you're just saying two seed. Nah, it's okay. You're not doing that. Like no. yeah, it's not a huge deal anymore. Sorry. Yeah. And like I get it. People are like, oh, the wildcard teams make a run. Like Tennessee made a run to the championship game, right? Cool. Still, wildcard team hasn't made the Super Bowl since I think Green Bay did it. Yeah, I think you're right. So, and won the Super Bowl, right? So it's been a while. Mm-hmm. Like the buys were important because you know you're you're fighting all year to get that week off, get a home game, 
you know, and only have two games left to the Super Bowl. So the two seed gets a terrible deal this scenario, and I don't like that. The 17-game yeah. season, which would be three preseason games, they would take one off. I don't like it because, logistically, who are you playing in the 17th game? Yeah, I don't know. It would be really Weird. random. Weird. Like, are you playing crossover? You would think so. Or are you just randomly playing another NFC team that's like... Do you just play like a random crossover game? Like just one? Like you go outside of your normal schedule parameters yeah. and they're like, oh, hey, here's who you're assigned to play. Like, it's just weird. I just don't like the odd number. I hate it. It annoys me. Make it 18 if you're going to do this. With two buys, right? Right. Like you get 18 games, you get two bye weeks to rest up. And I think in those 18 games, what you do is say no more Thursday night. We'll double header on Monday, so there's no super short weeks. And then you're there. I don't like this 17. Again, odd numbers bother me in these things. Plus, it's like 12 of 32 teams, going back to the other one, it's like 12 of 32 teams make the playoffs. That makes it hard to make the playoffs. And that's what's cool. You know? And so, I, yeah. I don't know. Nate, any final thoughts on that? No, I'm just letting you go. I said my piece. Okay. I just. You sound like you need to blow off some steam. No, I just think that, like, the NBA, they bring in over half. Yeah. Why? It's also a very different game. Basketball right. is really different. Right. I mean, we've seen so upsets. Like, like the Pelicans right. over the Trailblazers. They swept them. Right. But in football, you're not really going to see that as often. I just don't think seven seeds. You're going to see seven seeds win a win a playoff game. Yeah, it's once not. in a while. But if they still do the reseed, then you're going straight to the one seed. I don't know. I just I don't like it. Okay. So got through all our news. Got through all our notes. Again, the CBA is not set in stone. No guarantees on it yet. That's just a proposal. Um, so now Nate, we're going to fix the Vikings. We are on this fine evening and Nate's been, been, uh, chipping away at this thing. Yeah. I spent way Very more time impressive. on this one than I thought I was going to. This is great. Nate put in the work folks. He put in the work and some of my numbers are going to be weird, but it's only because I don't know how much these idiots are going to get paid. <laughs> like they give you that market value, like yeah, where they think and you just never know. And, like, for the smaller guys, they don't even do that. Like, it's just not. Right, they're not there. So it's like that. So you just yeah, have that, to base it off of their contract. And that like, vet minimum of however many years you've been in the league now or yeah. whatnot. And like, Honestly, okay. being an agent would be so hard. Yeah. I'm not, not, not a fan. But, yeah, yeah. We, I put in the work. I think the numbers at least somewhat get there. Yeah. So Okay. So let's talk about a few of the things we did in free agency. Because right now the, the – the, the Vikings are twelve million over the cap, which is freaking stupid. That it that's rough. They have so much dead money; it's not so even funny. They have dead money, and now we're gonna add more to it. Yeah, but it's better right, dead with all money. these cuts, and it's, so and it'll only last a little while. Yeah. So my biggest thing, Nate. I don't know about you. My biggest thing is like, man, what the heck? Why'd they bring back Bar? Yeah, no, I agree. That number is going to kill them down the stretch. Yep. And, so, like, they let him go. They, they, I mean, Kendricks has been the guy. Way more talented player, in my opinion, anyway. And yet they brought him back for, like, an absurd amount. Once it right. gets to, like... It's like... Again, he's 12 in 2020, which isn't bad, but it gets 15, 15, and 18. It's like... And Kendricks is getting way less than that coming year three, year four. Like, it, Eric Kendricks' deal is so much better. So, the biggest thing, Nate, is there are, what, I think three guys that we similarly... Yeah, I mean, there's three big guys, I think. That oh, wait, you of... traded one of my cuts, I think, right? 
Yeah, probably. Would yeah. you trade for picks? Because then you'd have that pick. I didn't go through that process, but I'm just assuming that it would trade okay. for somebody in terms of picks. Okay. But I'm not going so, through the whole thing. Okay, the first big name, I think, is obviously Everson Griffin. Yeah, and that's who and I'm talking so, about. So, yeah, and that's what he's, and it's a club option for $13 million. And if they don't pick that up, that immediately gets them in the positive. Immediately. Not by much, obviously. But it gets them in the positive. I think it's got to be done. Yeah, I agree. That unless you can... Has, you have to get rid of him somehow. Yeah, unless you can bring him back more team-friendly. Somehow. Whether it be converting to bonuses or, or whatnot. And... It would have to be significantly less than what it is now. Because they just don't have the room. And, and you don't want to make this roster barren. Yeah. But, again, Kirk Cousins huge number against the cap coming this year. So, yeah, Everson Griffin's gone. Not Probably not what Vikings fans want to hear, but this is the problem with this. Is they, they've, they've put themselves in a spot. Don't be they, mad we, at us. Be mad at your ownership. Yeah, be mad at ownership, general manager. They Because it's a mess. This. this is just insane. Okay, Nate, who we have next? We had here, Everson Griffin was one. Who'd you, who we have next? I think there was a couple. Uh, Did you cut Xavier? Yeah. Yeah, Xavier Rhodes. And then Riley Reef is one that I think you okay. have to do. I think, yeah, I did those two as well. I mean, it's freaking it's You're ridiculous s- how much money this guy is spending or costing you Xavier Rhodes Rhodes were open all year long right and that joke will not get old and freaking Riley Reef is 7% of your cap again he's yeah he's what 31 I think yeah I think so I don't know I'd 30 or 31 I think so he's up again, there I mean not up, up there, there but like and he's, a little bit and, and again I has he had yeah, better years has he had better years these last couple? Yeah, I guess. I, but I still think. But is it worth again, sacrificing? It sucks because they have entire... to start over. Yeah. But here's the other thing. Again, this is what people don't understand. We, this tool can only do so much. If they can somehow convert some salary for Reef into bonuses that can get him off the, you know, get him off the cap this year, push it to next or year after or whatever. Great. We're trying to work through 2020. And yeah. so that makes it a little more difficult. However, Tackle Class has some good names if one falls. And so we'll get to that in the mock draft. But yeah, I think Rhodes and Reef, I mean, combined, that's $16.9 million you're saving between the two of them. Worth and it. So com- and combine that with Griffin's 13 that you're taking off. And granted, your team gets numbers. younger, but really, right. you still have a capable roster that's able to swing. You want right. to take that. It's like yeah. there's three options. You can either completely restart. You can re-sign some. You um, can try and re-sign most, but it's a tough road. Um, right. But it completely and, restarting just seems like it's not necessary. Yeah, and... I think, yeah, like I get Limbell Joseph potentially could be a, a cut. I I left him because I think... I think there would be some trade interest for him, too. Yeah, that's also a potential. I mean, but, if you I mean, trade it, Everson Griffin and Linval Joseph and get some picks, man. I mean, then we're... T- yeah, now we're then talking a little bit really more. We're getting... Yes. But so, I do not feel like going through that whole thing. No, I, I, I think I, I left Linval on. Yeah. Because I think you have to have something in there and, and bringing in two picks to try and help that out. Like Jill Johnson hasn't been as good as, you know, some of us have hoped. You know, I actually didn't even pick whether I was going to cut or trade. I literally just put cut or trade. So Okay. And, and another one I did was Josh Klein, who's making six this year and six next year. Yeah, against the cap, so I I didn't save a whole lot. It was like a million and a half, so that hurts the dead money a little bit. But you I felt have like, like half a team. <laughs> yeah, letting all these guys go. But I brought back Sandejo at safety. 
He's been there a while. I know they would like him there, and it should be a pretty cheap deal. So that that helps the secondary out. It's still got Mike Hughes, still got Holton Hill. Obviously, Trey Waynes is going. I don't think you're going to be able to bring him back unless you do something real fancy stuff. Yeah, that would be a work. Yeah, they've got. The, let's just put it this: they got their work cut out for them. Yes, no this is going to be one do. heck of an off season. They're going to have to go through stuff. And even Kyle Rudolph's contract's big. And this have they obviously they're two receivers. And that's the other thing, Dave. You want to talk about Diggs? Oh yeah, you really have to figure out whether he wants emotionally if he is enthusiastically going to stay and be a target for Kirk Cousins. Yeah, you have to know. For me, I don't like this. I'm really emotional. I'm going to go up and down. I saw one where it was a clock of his like freaking antics and everything's quiet for a little bit and then eventually he's going to be like, "Yeah, I'm not happy here anymore." You really right. you got to pick. You got don't you got to pick. Yeah, you got to either you're sticking around and you're committing or we're we're finding a way to get ship you out for picks. And so if they do that, wide receiver becomes a need. Yeah. Treadwell's a free agent. Maybe you bring him back in that scenario if you can unload Diggs. So you brought some guys back, though, Nate. Because I think you said you got up to, like... I got up to about 14 in cap. Yeah, because but we, I went through all the little people. Right. So, I yeah. mean, here, I'll just give my entire... Go ahead. I went through everyone on this free Yeah, instance. go ahead. So re-sign is CJ Ham, Stephen Weatherly, yeah. Eric Wilson... Anthony Harris, Dan Bailey, and Britton Colquitt are underrated re-signings on this team that has experienced so much up and down in kickers. Rashad Hill and Brett Jones. And so, leaving on the walk, that's Trey, Trey Waynes. I almost said Trey Jones. Mackenzie Alexander, Andrew Sandejo, Amir Abdullah, Dakota Dozier, Sean Mannion, Kentrell Brothers, Marcus Sherrills, Jaron Curse, and Laquan Treadwell. Now, Cheryl's is weird. We don't really know what's going on with him right now, but we're I feel gonna like, glaze over that. I think <laughs> I feel like he could be back as someone else. That man, this is this roster is wild right now. This is just crazy stuff. Okay, so I got calculated market values that Wayne's and Alexander are both trending around eight million a piece. That's not what I thought. I thought Alexander was going to be a lot cheaper, and you could potentially bring him back. Eight million seems like a lot. So, dang it, I was going to potentially talk about bringing him back, but I guess not. Jaron Curse, I feel black, like if you bring, if black, I brought some Deo back, I brought Ham back as one. I think this team again wants to run the ball. Ham's a good, a solid fullback to have on the roster. But yeah, I think we've we've pretty much cleared it. Kind of how we want to. And so... And for logical purposes, we're just going to set a cap amount and run Yeah. It. So I currently have about 14. But so you I won't feel be like getting if... like the full experience of my oh. thing. But like we're roundabouting. Really quick. So if I had 14, maybe, maybe I sign a couple more guys. I 14, 4. Sign a few more guys and I get down to 12. Gives right. me a little space to... So here's a few corners that I thought that they could bring in potentially. Tremaine Brock was someone I thought of immediately when I saw his name. thought he played pretty well filling in for Tennessee. Could be a guy you could bring in for a few million a year. Um, maybe a one-year deal. Vernon Hargraves, someone else you could potentially bring in a one-year deal. I don't like him as much. His career has not panned out at what people thought. Right. Um, again, we mentioned this when we fixed Dallas. Anthony Brown been pretty darn effective when he plays. He was hurt a little bit last season, but mm-hmm. that's a guy you could probably get pretty cheap as well. Those were a few guys that I that when I looked at the list, I was like, yeah, I, I could see a PJ few of these guys is out there too. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna bring back I'm gonna bring in Tremaine Brock actually, and I think that would put us probably around nine or ten. Maybe. Okay. Which is where we thought we would be at. I think yeah. Brock would be about a $3 million type I think of I'm going to bring in James Bradbury instead then. What? That's yep. a lot. No, it's not. Is it? Yeah. Really? Yeah, he's going to get Wait. like 12 to 14. Okay, we can't play this game because all my numbers on here are misleading. Yeah, I at least from what I've seen on 
with people reporting numbers. And he's like get some big money. He was not. He was fine. But Sean Breland could be interesting from Kansas City. That was this another market is on there. really weird. Yeah. So I think we'll be around nine or ten, maybe a, somewhere around that. Gives us plenty of room to get into now. This mock draft. Yeah, which is the much less complicated part. Yes, we know what our needs are, and I think we've been pretty similar with it. So, again, I think the interior, even without Klein, Nate still has Klein in his perspective. Either way, I mean, if it's, it's a million and a half savings, and you can see what Drew Samia brings to the table. You still have Elf. I still have Elfline in the building. Wait, did you get rid of Elfline? Yeah. Oh, you did. Wait. Okay. Did I? Yeah. I thought you said you did. So he got rid of Elfline. I got rid of Klein. If we flip flop that, let's go it with your way. Comes out about the same. Let's go with Elf getting rid of Elfline, keeping Klein on there because I think it's a similar savings. Let me check really quick. Don't mean to be pressing on this, but no, no. I mean, I feel like it's fairly. Oh similar. yeah, it's yeah. You save two million. It's more than Klein. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. I'm gonna put Klein back on there. Yeah, okay. I don't know. There's not the pet offline savings is good because then you have Klein who's been solid, and, and the interior isn't like a yeah, huge that's need. It doesn't mean you have to do I it in round one. I like that actually. It's, that was a good call, mate. It's it was a good weird call. because even the best tools that we have to work in free agency aren't accurate, and you'll notice this in how GMs and CEOs and CFOs work around the cap. Like, you get guys, like, I've seen this firsthand with Mickey Loomis. The Saints have no cap room, and then they have cap room. It's like, wait, how? Yeah, it's like deferring to bonus payments. It's restructuring. It's a lot of restructuring, backloading, or front-loading it, depending, you know, if you have more room this year than next year, potentially front-load it so you have room next year. There's a lot of things you can rework, which is a little beyond our capabilities um, at this juncture. So, yeah. All right, Nate. Let's get into the draft. Let's do it. Shall we? Yeah. All right. Mock draft machine. Nate has TDN premium now, so we can pause the draft and trade, but we're not going to do that on this one. We're not going to do that yet. Not yet. Um, Okay. Interesting start for me. Do I want to do this? I took him in the Falcons mock. I think he's so good. But I brought back Jermaine Brock. Nate, you want to go first? Um, Sure. So I'm in a tough spot here because literally the guys that are left is kind of interesting just for – wow. Okay. So CJ <laughs> Henderson went 19. Christian Fulton went 15. And I'm really looking at this corner. Okuda fell to 9. So let's just talk about how – Whatever. Stupid, how dumb that is. <laughs> We'll just talk about how stupid that is. If he fell to nine, I would be like, somebody try to get him, please. I think there's a scenario, which is, it's not a good, oh wait, he did a mine too. It's not a super predictable scenario, but it could happen. Oh, it could happen. It could happen. It's not unbelievable. So in terms of what I'm looking at here, I'm looking at interior corner, a little bit on the offensive line really as a whole now that I'm thinking about it. I know, Um, tackle is like now a need because... Yeah, and Riley safety could be an interesting one, too. Yeah, I brought back Sandejo. Yeah, and I didn't. So I'm going to go ahead and draft Xavier McKinney. Okay. Here in the first round, because the All corners right. that were back, uh, eh, eh. Uh, yeah, I, I'm struggling to think about how I'm going to attack this. Because corners a need, tackles a need. Oh, I know exactly where I'm going in the second round. We're all Gucci. But Neville Gallimore's here. Right. Okay. So. Okay. Thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. I'm trying to go quickly. Yeah, let's let's, let's just see how it goes. I'll take Neville Gallimore. Let's get our interior defensive line going. See okay. how this goes. Could be could be problematic. So I'm going to go ahead and address that need at the corner right now and take Trayvon Diggs out of Alabama in the second. Dang, that's nice. Okay. Yeah, Bryce Hall was there too, actually. Oh, wow. 
but we're going with that for right now. So oh, please. Oh, that's eagerly awaiting the third. Dang it. Uh, okay. Wow, the Patriots just got Cole Komet in the third. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. They're going to be happy about that one. Yeah, I think so. Um, okay, so you haven't taken a tackle yet either. Nope. Oh, I might do it here. Just because I think... Okay, I'm going to go Matt Pert from UConn in the second. Oh, okay. And I, I don't see. love it. However. Yeah. I think it's the right move. I think there's upside there. Again, he's 6 7 three, ten. He's a mountain. Really well put together. But not the mountain. Not the mountain. I, I think there's enough. I think he's developmental, but again, in a pinch, I think you have to you have him to play out of the start, develop a little bit more. But again, he's a, he's going to be a decent athlete, and so he's competitive. He's tough. I, I'm going to do that here. I just don't I don't want to fall into a point where I feel like I can't get an impact tackle. Yeah. So that's what I did. Man, this is actually really tough now because I don't have a tackle, but I'd like to take an interior Please. lineman Please. here. Please. Um, Please. I don't know. This is a tough one. But yes. for right now, we... No! ...are going to go up and go ah, ahead. We're going to go ahead and take Jack Driscoll here. Okay. Might be a little bit of a reach, but I'm okay with it here. Gonna flip him over to the you, left. Yeah, at a spot that you really need. We've already yeah. seen he's adaptable, just because considering he started his freaking career at UMass. So we'll get there. Yeah. Okay. Damian Lewis was there on the interior, but I don't think that was really interior worth. offensive line is tough because I feel like you can potentially wait and get some plug and play type of guys yeah honestly so with the corner room i have right now hill brock and hughes who i think hughes is someone who i i feel like is is just begging to break out mm -hmm. and, and they have guys like mark fields who i think we both liked last year you know chris boyd is physical this is a young group I'm going to pass again here. And potentially because I just really don't like who's here. Oh, man. And I'm going to take Damian Lewis. Okay. So, same um, similar hole. Right. Filling a similar hole in a different spot. And I think it's cool yeah. because it kind of makes our mocks different in a, in a cool, man, fun way. Man, I would just Going really like to send my Jack Driscoll pick back because Matthew Pert <laughs> is here in the fourth. What? Yeah. Sway how? I don't I don't Wow, that's weird. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I would like to send that back. Um <laughs> Give me excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Can we put, Give turn me the, the ticket boat around? Back. We're sending him back. <laughs> turn the, yeah, turn the boat. <laughs> um oh Okay, so we addressed the tackle spot. Interior, not a whole lot left I'm working with right now. Uh, Colin Johnson is still on the board. Okay. So is KJ Hill and Quartney. Quartney. Davis. Quartney. Is that really how you say it? That's how it's spelled. I know that's how. Yeah, I get. Thank you. <laughs> um. <laughs> no, I'm sure it's Courtney, but I feel like it's yeah, it's more fun that way. Yeah. Uh, I'm Midwestern. I can pronounce things however I want. You're you're in round four still, yeah. Yeah, one twenty-two. Okay. Yes. Yeah, there's a lot of good receivers on the board here still. Yeah, I agree. That's why I'm not really too worried about that at the moment. Um, in terms of interior defensive line, I'm gonna kind of take a little bit of something out of left field here. We're gonna take Jason Strobridge. Ooh. In the fourth. Versatility. Probably play him at the on the edge. Yeah, I think you can put him in a variety of little formats, have him run sets. It'll be yeah. it'll be good. I like it. Yeah. I like that. Nice. Okay. So 
here's the deal. Uh, yeah, I forgot Edge was in need. <laughs> Shoot. Um, wow. Okay. Oh, they don't have a fifth round pick, do they? Uh, I don't think so, no. I'm sure I it's still going sixth. for you. Yeah, I skipped to the sixth. Um, okay. You know, I don't like what's here at the edge. I'm going to go corner. I'm going A.J. Green. Um, I think Green is going to be big enough, and I feel like he's versatile enough, strong enough to play a little press man, and I know that's what they like to do in Zimmer's offense. So I'm going to get a corner, finally. <laughs> we'll see what Edge gives me in round six. Uh, well, in terms of edge, I forgot Strobridge mm -hmm. was interior. Yeah, he's interior, but I still think you can flip him around. Oh yeah, he's gonna be a piece you can move around the line. I'm wow, just Michael Divinity Jr. Wow, hello. Man, I'm mad at myself because I, um, I know who I'm going after here at edge. All right, so we're gonna have to address interior, wide receiver, linebacker. Oh, yeah, I took Gallimore. Ooh, yeah, baby. I took Gallimore. I feel so good about this right now. Mm -hmm. Man, how long do I have to wait in round six? Jeez. Quite a while. It takes quite a Holy while. Holy crap. Okay. All right. So I have a three, game to play like, here. Absolutely. Out. You're given a lineup of Devin Duvernay, Gabe Davis, Benjamin okay. Victor from Ohio State, okay. Quintez Cephas, and Chase Claypool. Who are you taking? So you said Claypool. Duvernay. Duvernay. Davis. Cephas. Davis. Vic Which yeah. Davis? Gabe Davis? Gabe you Davis. You said? Gabe yeah, Davis. Gabe. Okay. Who was the fifth? Uh, Hold on. i got to get back there. So you said so. Duvernay, Claypool, oh, Cephas. Oh, Benjamin Victor. Benjamin Victor. Victor. Kalajan also there if you're feeling I mocked Fisky. Victor to the Colts, actually. Nice. Interesting. In the okay. mock that came I don't today. think I'm going to go wide receiver, but I was just very curious. I have to look through. Uh, of those five, who would I take right at this very moment for the Vikings? Yeah. It's I, tough. I, I I like Cephas. I do too. I know off the field there's some issues, but I but honestly, like his game. Money makes people want to play. Whoops. So. Holy crap. Okay, I almost messed up. Did you just goodness. X out of your entire draft? No, I almost. I'm glad that like you have to click the draft at the end, and like the line doesn't like accidentally oh, click I, to your player. You, yeah, yeah. And um, so yeah, okay. If you're if you want to think that's not a big deal, I I know I'm taking it right here. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, I'm going uh, Travis Gibson from Tulsa, six four two fifty nine. I look, I think. There's some flexibility. I think he's tough, good hands. He's he's pretty he's a pretty violent guy who kind of gets off balance a little bit as an edge rusher. But I think he flashed at the Senior Bowl, which was cool, and I'm I can't wait to get into his tape. But I feel like there's potential there, and I know that Edge is in need for this team, and it's tough to wait this long. But that's what we're gonna do. All right, well, we're going to go actually with – I'm going to go ahead. Oh, Nate, you forgot to say taco mix at 45. Oh, I did, wasn't even keeping track. We're going with Devin Duvernay. Jeez. I've talked myself into a wide receiver here. Devin Duvernay, I like it. I've talked I myself like into a wide receiver, and we have entered round seven. We have entered round seven. And what I do the think Vikings I know who I'm going to pick. Need. Right Are there now. any good linebackers left? No. Well, um, not not good, but fine. Okay. Now, yeah, I think I'm definitely doing this. Oh, look, Daley Harding. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Homer pick. This guy's going to literally become... Oh, no, I can't do that. Okay. Here's what I'm doing. I think... Uh, I'm going to double dip. Interior O-line. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, I'm going with Daryl Williams from Mississippi State. Oh, that's who I was going to take. <laughs> um, 
I've been looking at him for two rounds. Really? <laughs> That's funny. Um. Yeah, I think. Okay, fine. <laughs> I fine. no, 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 no. You want him? No, it's fine. I'll, no, I'll you do. Him. You do. No, it's fine. I found my guy actually. Crap. Okay, I fine. forgot about this guy. Okay, yeah, I'm going. You do that. I'm going Kevin Dotson from Louisiana. Um, oh, really powerful dude. He plays. Yeah, played with uh, Robert Hunt mm-hmm. uh, on the same line. Who man, he's a mauler. I'm taking him. Perfect. I didn't even see him. I forgot about him. A lot of hype going around draft okay. on that guy. I'm taking Daryl Williams and then uh, trying wow. to sign shocking Quintez Cephas in free agency as well as TJ Brunson. We have there's a second round seven pick. Oh, is there? Never mind. Yes, there cool. is. Well, now they're probably so you want Cephas there. Yeah, I feel like it wouldn't hurt unless there's another. I'm there going. Might be. I'm just gonna go Jawan Jennings. I think. Oh, he's still there. Oh, he, he brings some competitive toughness. Um, you know, at the catch point, he loves contact. There, he thrives in it. And he thrives after the catch. He's really physical. And I think he's just somebody who is the Vikings will have coming to camp and just go outwork people. That's what mm-hmm. I'm doing. Jawan Jennings in the seventh, 216. Cephas? Oh. Or. Maybe. Gandy Golden's still there. Uh, no. He was there for me. He gone. I just didn't want to take him because I feel like there's absolutely no way he's falling to round seven. Let's go back. Yeah. Who knows? Um, who knows? You know, this is, I'm actually trying this to be like Interesting here, draft but... class. A lot of senior bowl guys on this. We're actually. going to just Sear Durant from Missouri. Okay. He, I like how nimble he is for literally being a mountain of a human being. They're going to need that in the zone. Yep. Yep. So that's it. Okay. So you didn't draft a wide receiver. You're going to try to get one UDFA? No, I drafted one, didn't I? Did you? I think so. Yeah, I took Devin Duvernay. Oh, you did take... Okay, yeah, that's right. You took Duvernay. Interesting. Okay. So let's really quick go through our mocks um, just to finish the show up. Uh, So first round, I went Neville Gallimore. Uh, second round, Matt Pert. Third round, Damian Lewis. Fourth round, A.J. Green. Sixth round, Travis Gibson. And then my seventh round selections, Kevin Dotson and Jawan Jennings. All right. And we both cleared some cap space. Not much. Yes. But that was the main goal of this one. Fix your freaking cap roster, dude. Um, Xavier it's McKinney in the fun. first. Trayvon Diggs with 58. Jack Driscoll at 89, 122, Jason Strobridge. That's probably my ex- most excited pick out of this one. Loved what I saw from him at the Senior Bowl. And looking back at some tape of his, really think he's kind of overlooked just a little bit thanks to a deep class. 185, Devin Duvernay, 196, Daryl Williams, and also in the seventh, Yasir Durant. There we go. You said you're most excited about Strobridge. Strobridge. I'm most yeah. excited about Gallimore. For obvious yeah, that's reasons. understandable. Yeah. So. Yeah, Vikings fans, get excited. We fixed your team. You're going to the Super Bowl. You're welcome. I'm bringing the Alabama um, safety or the Alabama secondary to you with yeah. Xavier McKinney and Trayvon Diggs. I feel like Vikings fans should like that. You know? Yeah, it's a winning winning breed. So here's the real question now as we getting to the end of the show. Do you want to answer a few questions? I've got some. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, really Wait, quick. How much here. time are we at? We're at 52. Ah, what the heck. Got a few few minutes. Um, okay. The people will listen if they want to Really listen. quick first question. Uh, can the Chargers really go with Tyrod Taylor's QB1, or will they sign someone before drafting a QB in April? Uh, I, think the o- I think the only one they'd consider, they'd probably consider Brady, but they'd also probably consider Teddy. Yeah, Those are the only agreed. two that I can think of. But I don't think running with Tyrod Ty- 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 is a bad idea. I mean, I don't think it's the worst thing you could have. Yeah, I, I don't think. Yeah, I think it's You could be running for with a an bridge. AF quarterback as your starter. Right. 
like AAF or AAF. Yeah. No, that's what I meant. Like that's what. That's I meant. what. Like, yeah, you meant that, and it didn't register with me. There's some XFL quarterbacks that I would be like, yeah, they. I were feel like they're gonna make the, the AAF was not on the same quality level as what nope, we've seen. I don't so think far. so. I don't so that's think what so. I'm, that's what I'm alluding. At to. least offensively and coaching wise. Um, yeah. 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 Okay. Um. Here, what is the third one? Uh, is Hamler a reach in the first round? Which Hamler? No, KJ. Um, <laughs> is uh, Hamlet a reach in the first round? <laughs> no. I don't know. I answered the last one first. Okay. Uh, Hamler has right now a uh, pretty high round two grade for me. So considering that that will probably land him in the 20s in final grading, I don't think so. I don't think that's a reach. I love right. him with the Colts at 34. I think Green Bay should consider him at 30. Yes, okay. I don't think I, so. I don't think it's a huge reach. Let's see how he tests the combine. He's uh, going to run probably four threes. That's yeah. That much I do know. Yeah. Otherwise, which, I don't think honestly, explosion think numbers are going to be off the charts. but It'd be good as an upper second, lower first. I think he, he'll grade probably upper second for me. That's probably where he's at. I've done his film. I have a film grade on him right now, but that's where I am. Okay. Last one I have here. If you're the Bengals, why not trade back, accumulate some picks in a full rebuild, and get Lover Herbert? So this Can you is say a little that bit. Again? Yes. Is if you're the Bengals, why not trade back? Accumulate some picks and get Lover Herbert as your quarterback in the future. So, oh. is it why you shouldn't do it, or should we present? Like, why not do it? Right. Why not do it? I don't know. Well, you have the opportunity I mean, to take Joe Burrow. Yeah, I think that's that's a pretty good reason. Thing. Joe if Burrow's the if he starts reason. to act like he might not want to play, for right? Him, then yeah, then it's, do it. Then it gets interesting. Then you can then sit you there really and be like, can maybe only trade out of it. You know, potentially you're looking at the fact that Miami would maybe want Joe Burrow, right? Miami could make a trade for you at one, offer multiple firsts, a second, and they have the, the and then to do it, yeah, so. and then the the Bengals are in an area where they can a get their quarterback potentially in Justin Herbert at five. Another first round pick. They could potentially go tackle. They need it, or they could go, you know, best defensive player on the board. Then they get line, line impact linebacker, impact receiver. Yeah, that could really help them a trade back. But again, ultimately, you're passing on Joe Burrow, right? Which I don't like. That's a tough scene. I think Joe Nate. We'll see where Joe Burrow finishes for me. Him yeah. and Tua are so close, and I feel like if Tua's fully healthy. I have that's, Tua over him. That's what I would say, also. But the injury, not fully. I feel like Burrow's slightly ahead right now. Yeah. So yeah, a little preview for our quarterbacks when we do that. I'm sure in March. I actually have my quarterback big board right now. So really, yeah. Okay, we'll have to do that sometime. Yeah. I have to still do the chart and placement percentages to every level, so I'm do- going through that, and it's. A painstaking process. <laughs> it's not going to be as good as Ben Solak's contextualized quarterbacking, but it'll be hopefully some benchmarks that we'll be able to see what successful quarterbacks hit. Should mm. be fun. Also, oh yeah, well, I guess we're wrapping up the show. Yeah. Thanks for the questions, everybody. Yeah. Um. Had yeah, had a few people send me some actually, which was cool. Legends. Um. Yeah, y'all are legends. Y'all know who you're you are. in the Hall of Fame. Yes, the Hall of Fame. Not not difficult to get into. No. Hopefully in the future it will be. Um, Almost as easy as... What's an easy Hall of Fame to get into? I feel like there's a couple sports where it's a joke, but we'll just move on past that. It's the curling? I don't know. Um, So... Is there one? I, there's gotta be. I, I would think so. Wrap Canada up, probably I has look. it. We'll probably look that up. Okay, so... Make sure you're sticking with us on the NFL Mox Podcast. We're going to have a lot coming to you guys uh, over the next couple months. Draft Guide is in the works. So stay tuned for that. Still got to send Nate a template. Haven't done it yet. Going to get on that. Yeah. Um, And to follow us on Twitter, Nate, where should the good people follow you? At Nate J. W Sports. You can follow me at Jake NFL Draft. And so with that, 
uh, we're going to wrap this thing up. If you guys enjoyed, keep coming back. More on the way. We're excited. The World Curling Federation Hall of Fame. There it is. World Curling Federation Hall of Fame is a thing. Nailed it. And the Americans in it. There is one, two, three, four, five. Doing this on the pod. Seven. Making sure that they know seven Americans are in the World Curling Federation Hall of Fame. A fact you can't get anywhere else. Especially not on an NFL. Especially if you didn't stick with us the whole way. Yeah, duh. Come on. Gotta be doing that. Nasty notes. So yeah. Hope you guys enjoyed. We will catch you guys in the next one. Farewell. I should probably stop mine.